How do people who have lost themselves, I mean, those who are really tired of living a life that the world has told them they should be living, finally start to find their own voice and live authentically? They listen in and take action towards discovering who they are originally, tuning in and following their true North Star to the life that they've always known has been calling them. It's your girl, Rafiat. But we're friends now, so you can call me Fifi or Rafi. That's cool. And welcome to FYFM. Follow your first mind podcast. And if you felt that way, then this podcast is for you. Let's jump into it. Hey, you. Welcome to FYFM follow your first mind podcast i'm so excited to have you here listening and i'm so excited to be here to talk to y'all this is season two it has been such a long time um and a lot of growth you know before able to come here and do this with y'all and so i'm really excited it's almost been almost a year since season one ended and i have a lot to share with y'all i'm growing and growth to do Follow Your First Mind podcast is really for women who want to lead and love in life. Yeah, Follow Your First Mind podcast is really about the nitty-gritty stories and lessons of understanding God, walking with God, understanding your intuition, and how to do that in life, right? How to actually gain the wisdom that you need in order to create the life that you love. And through myself and my guests, we share stories. Uh, We really just talk about what life has taught us and hopefully allow you to learn from those lessons so that you don't have to make the same mistakes we did. Um, You will make your own, but you at least don't have to make the same mistakes we did um, and get further in the life that you want, on track to the life that you really want and that God has for you. Let's be honest. And so, yeah, I'm your host, Rafiat Ahmed. I am a restorative purpose coach. So I help women in leadership to really live and lead in purpose and on purpose through aligned power, right? And so being connected to God and helping him to lead this life with you and co-create the life that he already has planned for you through understanding your authentic identity, trusting your intuition and owning your influence because he has stuff for us to do here. Um, He has a lot for us to do here. And so let's go ahead and make that possible. And, And yeah, let's go ahead and make that possible here in this life. And so today... I really want to talk about my journey from the beginning of 2022. So whenever you're listening to this, uh, we are in 2022, a crazy year, and it's been just amazing so far. So I'm recording this on March 4th, and I want to talk about my journey since January and February and coming to understand power and what that means to be in aligned power and what that looks like in my life. And so I want to share that with y'all. And so let's let's go back a little bit. Let's go back. And so I want to talk about in January when I finally, when I had someone, a friend of mine speak over me, kind of like a prophetic word, sharing with me what she saw, what she felt God is telling her about my life and how... I would be helping women step into their power, um, but to do it in a way which they can have rest 
flow and joy um, and really step into that feminine power, which is that receiving power. Because there are many, we are all powerful and, and us women out here, especially us black women out here, we are incredibly powerful. We were incredibly successful in doing the thing. However, we're doing it in such a masculine way where we are just fighting with ourselves, right? It, it's showing up as mental health issues, it's showing up as physical issues, it's showing up as a spirit issue, right? Um, there's something happened where we are just not connected in the way that we could be. And so through my journey, that is what I have been able to do is really take, you know, take what had been happening to me and surrender to God and listen and, and be obedient with him so he can walk me through how to get into alignment with him and do this life with him right and be powerful with him because i truly believe that i am powerful and so are you but sometimes our power is just misaligned and it's misplaced and it's fueled in fear instead of being fueled in love and so when she spoke that over me guys that was a whole thing i was in a whole couple because i just didn't i didn't i didn't see myself that way right um, and so I had a lot of work to do, a lot of reflecting, a lot of praying, a lot of journaling, um, really just using my processes to calm my nervous system and receive, right? And so I, that allowed me to, that allowed me to get curious on, okay, God, how do you see me? And first of all, can you confirm this? Is this true? Is this of you? What does this look like? How do I, <laughs> where do I fit in with this? Um, right in the right now, right? Because somebody can speak a vision of your life, but it, it's far. And so where is my right now fitting in with this vision that you have in my life, right? And so that led me to really, okay, before I say that, I want to just just say a snapshot of what's happening in that moment. So in that same moment, um, I had two of my clients, two of my coaching clients were coming to a close in the program. And so we were celebrating them and it's amazing their transformation. Um, and this is the cohort of my program coming to a close and it was really cool. And, and what I, the feeling that I was feeling was very unusual. I was feeling very happy and joyous, but it felt different. It felt very calm and I've never felt that kind of joy before. And, then my heart settled on understanding that this is fulfillment. This is what it feels like to feel fulfilled. This is what it feels like to have impact that transcends um, and to own it, right? And so there began this conversation of my conversation with God with, okay, what's my power and how do I really own this power so I can do the things that you have set out for me? Because I can't do the things that you have for me unless I believe it in my heart that I am worthy of it, that that is me, right? That's where that began. All right, so that makes sense. And so moving on, so this is beginning of January to the middle of January. I, I watched the live and it talked about how she decided one day that... She's just not going to worry anymore. She had this experience with God where she was reading the Bible and he highlighted to her in a miraculous way that like, do not worry. I said, do not worry. And so therefore you should not be worrying. And so I prayed about that for a while and I was talking to God about this. And in this same time, I started a 40 day fast, which is almost most done now. So that's going to be moving to the story as well. And so I... Listening to that and praying about that, I really heard God saying, yes, like you are 
you, not you, I think that's not the right word, but that being in worry is disobedience. Okay. So for that to make sense, sorry, <laughs> I don't want to apologize. I just want to put it up there. This is Raphael. I jump all over stories. So be here with me, follow along. It's going to be a journey, <laughs> but I promise you it will all link up and make sense. <laughs> but this is how my brain works. Um, unless I'm writing it all down, it doesn't look like a, it doesn't look like beginning, middle, and end. I'm going to give you the process of intuition because the process of intuition is a slow drip and it gives you a little bit here and a little bit there and a little bit here. And so this is the way I process the information because I tap into my intuition. So that's how I'm sharing with you guys. Okay, so right before he told me, yes, this is disobedience uh, by being in worry, which is huge because I, I deal a lot with worry and anxiety. That has been a... A thing in my life, a thing that I'm trying to deal with, that I was really trying to deal with and having breakthroughs, yes, but it was still there. And I was just, I don't understand why I'm still dealing with this. Like, I know this can't come where I'm going, but I'm not sure why. And so also in January, so I'm going after that conversation with my friend and she spoke that word over me and we had a conversation um, about your little self, right? What does your little self want? What is your little self what are they actually feeling right now? And so diving into that, I realized that my little Raffiat, I'm talking Raffiat of, you know, little, little, like elementary school Raffiat. Um, my mom's called me Budge Budge. <laughs> so Budge Budge Raffiat, this is like, you know, I'm four, five, six, seven, like small Raffiat, right? She was feeling very unhappy and she was very unhappy with where I was in life and she's very not on board. She doesn't understand like why is life the way it is at the moment. Yes, I'm I'm feeling fulfilled and I have all these uh, these amazing clients and I'm doing the thing and I'm having this business. All I wanted was this business, but to be honest, financially it wasn't where I wanted to be. And so it was. She was just like, "What's going on here? Every time I want something, I can't have the thing that I want, right?" And so she was very unhappy. And so we. I went through a series of really just sitting down journaling and pouring out and really having conversations with her about what is it that you want? What is it? How is it that I can show you that you can trust me as I trust God, right? Because he's the one leading this. And so I know it doesn't look like what you want, right? She's pulling the full tantrum. <laughs> it doesn't look like what you want. But how do, you, how do I gain your trust in this? Because you know, a part of my journey and by not listening to my intuition, I, you know, listen to my inner self, um, I've broken trust with myself. And so she doesn't, she didn't trust me at this moment. And so I had to really acknowledge that that's what's happening right now. And also acknowledge that I had some work to do to gain her trust. And so for me, what that looked like, um, just an aside to gain her trust, she, she really wanted to go skating. I know it sounds strange, but for some reason, ice skating, um, I had a lot of fear around that. And I'm not sure why, because I used to love ice skating when I was that little Raffiat. Um, I had this fear of going ice skating again. And so I had to do it. I had to show her that I'm willing to do something for you, even though my grown self is uncomfortable getting on this ice. And so I did it and I made that uh, promise to her and I followed through. And so when that happened, it's like, I felt, <laughs> for those listening, that was my... <laughs> That was my alignment linking up. Um, so I felt like, boom, like now she's in alignment with me as grown Raffiat. She is on board with where I'm going. She's trusting me and I'm trusting her. And I started to really 
I started to understand, okay, the way she is manifesting when she's upset and she doesn't trust where she's going is this fear and this anxiety. This is where the worry is coming from. You know, she's not happy and she's like, I don't know if you can handle this and maybe I got to take over because I don't know if you can handle this. Right. <laughs> and so it was it was really eye opening to have that alignment happening. And I just felt it in my spirit. And OK, relax. Right. I can I can trust God in this. And so as time kept going on, I started my fast at the end of January. Um, and as I said, I. He told God had told me that, yeah, worry is disobedience, right? If I told you do not worry and I told you to rely on me and trust in me and I'm your provider and I'm your um, shepherd, why, you know, why are you still choosing to worry about things um, and how things are going to work out, right? Um, and so I started my fast really just around that, that idea of help me to break these chains, right? Um, so... As well, God showed me, okay, I think it's time to dive into the brain and what's actually happening here. So for this to make sense, in January, sorry, in November and December, I was reading a book called Switch on Your Brain. It talks about the neuroplasticity of our brain and our mind and our thoughts and how is it that our mind actually controls the actual physical brain um, and what does that look like? And said so inside the brain, there's things called thoughts that there's thoughts that kind of look like trees. So I'm going to call it thought trees for this. And so in those thought trees, you have all the details, right? The branches, think of the branches, all the details, the memories, the everything associated with that thought. Think of the chunk as the perception. So how you are actually perceiving the situation. And think of the roots as your origin. So where did this really start from? And so I've been, as I said, I've been, and I've been wanting to dive into this a little bit more because a part of the book, there is a 21 day brain detox. And I have prayed about it back in November and December that, you know, God, let me know what I should be doing, what I should be detoxing and when. And so now when everything comes up with my fast, you know, he tells me, this is the thought. This is what you got to work on. So the thought itself was worrisome and anxiety. And for me, the the branches look like, you know, the different triggers. So I get headaches. I get angry, frustrated. Um, my perception of my trunk was really negative sometimes. I, I'm a very positive person. And so that's why I knew something's wrong because I'm naturally a very positive person. And so when it comes to certain things, when that thought tree kicks in that I see negative. So for that, for example, if I had to figure out something, I might see the negatives first before I can see the positives. And so I was like, okay, something's off here. And then in diving deeper throughout the 21 days, I see the roots are really a time where my mother had fallen ill at work and it was really scary for a while. She was just another person for a while. And so that was really hard. And I was young. I was in high school when this happened. And so the the emotion underneath that came up was powerlessness. I felt very powerless in that moment. And over the fast, so now this is over February and really doing the 21-day fast. Oh, sorry, the 21-day detox and digging into this thought tree and also just letting him talk to me in my prayers and in my life, throughout my life. He was really showing me different areas um, that I felt powerless. Different areas that different parts of me, so other little parts of me, um, kind of combated that, that powerlessness. 
And so I want to share a time when, for me, I felt like I was in very strong misaligned power was in my late teens and my 20s. When, especially early 20s to mid 20s, I was a coordinator at a community center and I coordinated youth programs, I coordinated children programs, I coordinated summer camps, after school programs. I mean, I was running the community center. Okay, I'm just gonna say it. <laughs> I'm gonna toot my own horn because I worked very hard. That was the overachiever in me. She was like, let's do this thing. I got X, Y, and Z in order. Let's do this. Right? She very much was about getting things done. Very black and white, very much. You know, do what you got to do has to be done this way and this way how it's done. Right. Um, but so she was the very that way, very much that way on the external. Right. For this purpose, she was very much aggressive and um, angry. Like angry was my go to emotion. I was a very angry person for a long time, um, realizing now because the root was powerlessness. I didn't I didn't feel powerful. I didn't feel like I had power over my life. And at that time, I didn't feel like I had power over anything else in my life except for this job. And so I did my best here because that's that's the only place I felt powerful. That's the only place that I had power to do the things I want to do. People listen to me. People did what I said. You know, people, you know, it was, I was rewarded. I was rewarded with obviously money because I was being paid, but also uh, the, I guess the sense of glory they would have, the sense of achievement that I would get from things going well. And everything went well. You know, even when it wasn't going well, it went well. You know what I mean? I was always able to figure out a way to turn things around. But that part of me was very strong. She was like a, sh- a very hard shell. She really protected, coming to realize now, um, little Rafiat, Butch Butch Rafi. And she protected her from that feeling of powerlessness. Ah, okay, so to bring this to why I want to share this today and understanding that. So that part of me, that that Rafiat, uh, coordinator Rafiat, I, I will call her for this, the way I viewed her now was very much so in a toxic way. I'm going to be honest. I viewed her as she strived a lot because I tapped into her whenever I needed to do what I got to do. You know, those times I had to work three jobs, those times where I had to get things done. I mean, I did the amount of, I just did some crazy things sometimes. <laughs> You know, I did some crazy things. I remember I was in this program two years ago. I was a coach, an enrollment coach, which is kind of like a sales position, but also a breakthrough coach at the same time. Um, And because it was sales and because it was very masculine dominated, um, I had to. I had to tap into her. She was very masculine energy. You know, she did the things, right? I was I was studying all hours. I was always watching my calls. I was always like, I was always on trying to get better because in my mind, I needed to get that money, right? And she was a person I used to get that money, right? Um, but I was suffering. My mental health was suffering. I couldn't understand what was happening here. Why I was still suffering with this anxiety, Um when I, I knew it was broken free. I knew I accepted God. I knew I was a new believer. I knew I was free. Yet, here we are, <laughs> right? Um, yeah. And so, coming to understand now, coming to understand her, I gotta explain. Ex- so, she was a very masculine energy, right? As I said, black and white, get things done. This is who she is. This is what she does. This is how she's able to do what she's doing in life. Because 
just give her a task and she'll get it done. That's the kind of person that she is. And so I kind of, in understanding now resting in God, understanding obedience in God, understanding in flowing and in joy, I kind of shunned her, you know, because I didn't want to be that person anymore. Because being that person meant all those other things. It meant being, you know, being too masculine. It, it meant, you know, my health was suffering. Everything else was suffering. Like she got things done, but me as a person, my soul, my spirit was suffering, right? Um, so I worked very hard to be, okay, I kind of just not be her, right? But the problem is she helped me get success, <laughs> by the standards of the world right she helped me to get success and so I was very much in a um not integrity with myself because I couldn't accept her for who she was I'm getting emotional now because one I didn't even realize I will share this but okay here we go all right God <laughs> but I didn't realize how much I was shunning that part of me right and so I her go-to emotion, her go-to fuel is anger. If you get me mad, I she can come out real quick and she will handle shit. <laughs> she will do the things, right? Um, and so I've been really working on that. And so throughout my transformational year, God has really worked on anger. I didn't need anger anymore, right? If it came up, I was able to really process it and move it out. So she wasn't really coming up, right? But she kept fighting me on the inside because she wants, she's protecting little rabbit who wants what she wants, right? And so there was this, I guess, conflict, this inner conflict that was happening, even though I'm feeling great. My grown self today is feeling great and things are moving and I can see the blessings. I'm like, all right, God, let's go. Let's do this, you know? Even though I can see those things, there was still a part of me which was just like, but why? Why are, can't I get this thing that I want, right? I see all the other things, but why can't I have this thing, right? And she's also very impatient. So she's like, why can't I have this thing now? <laughs> That's what it really was, right? So I had to work through, had to work through patience and grace and understanding that I can give myself that. <sighs> and so I really, yeah. And so for this to make sense, a few days ago, uh, I got really angry with my nephew. Really, really angry because of something that he did at school. And it was just kind of like the straw that broke the camel's back. And we, me and my sister picked him up. And she was obviously all angry as well. And I was driving, and so I had to drive. But he came in, and he asked me, you know, hey, how are you? How are you? How was your day? You know, just cheery. He's a really cheery, cheery kid. Um, and I was just like, I was fine until, <laughs> until I found out this happened, you know, and I just, I gave it to him and I, and I cussed and, but not cussed as in swearing. I, 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 I let him have how I was feeling, um, about the situation, but what was so beautiful about it was that it was super clear and effective yet he seen the emotion and I was together. Right. Because mind you, I was driving. So I had to remain in control, remain in awareness, I will say. Right. And what was really beautiful about it was as I was driving and as I was speaking, um, I just had the sense there. There she is. Coordinator Rafiat. And it was just this click, click, clicks alignment. It was there. OK, 
She's here with me. Mind you, I was praying right before I got into the car, praying. Even in the cussing, I'm praying because I was so angry. Later on in the evening and just reflecting on the whole thing, I was really proud of myself and proud of how God showed up for me in that moment to bring me together because he showed me really an embodiment in the physical, an embodied breakthrough of the alignment with that Raphiat, that Raphiat that I was shunning because that Raphiat is the one who I call on to do those things. That Raphiat, she got the job done. <laughs> but in a way that was leaning on God, in a way that was still in flow, in a way that was still rooted in love. And I think that was the biggest breakthrough because I didn't know how to be her, but in love. I didn't know, I just knew how to be her in fear and worry and anxiety. And I didn't know how to be her rooted in love. And so that was huge for me, huge, because she's such a, a big part of who I am. And so I got to accept her. <laughs> Even though I'm not happy about the situation, I'm happy about the situation because it allowed us to have many conversations as a family that allowed him to rise up. Basically, she called him to rise up. And so I believe in the inexperience of breaking chains. I believe that God and Jesus could really only break chains as it's happening. And I felt that that day. I felt that that day, right? And I'm so grateful for my sister for, you know, the tag team that we are and her being able to take over and really support him in integrating that breakthrough in his life in those moments when it was really hard for him. But for me, it was, it was just really incredible. It was really incredible. I finally got to see her now, right? I got to see her through my eyes now that, wow, this is what it can look like. This is what it can be like when I embrace her. And so I just, yeah, I just wanted to share that being in aligned power means accepting every part of yourself. Right. I was able to one accept little little Raphiat, Budge Budge Raphiat, and the fact that she's unhappy. She's unhappy because what she wants she was not able to get yet. I'm able to accept coordinator Raph because she's the one who gets things done and she's protecting. She's the one who will always come out. <laughs> she's the one who will always don't mess around, right? But now I know that little Raphiat that both these versions of Little Raphia will come out in alignment with me and rooted in God. So when it's necessary, in his presence, when it's necessary, they will show their, their heads because they're me. They are me. And so I finally got to be able to accept them. And so that's been this journey. And I realized finally that, oh, here you go, God. This is why you gave me the word power this year. This is why you told me this would be a powerful year. This is why you told me I'm going to help people walk into their power because I had to accept and understand my power in order to do so. And understanding accepting my power understands that I can be in my feminine and receive and relax, but also understand that I have a masculine and she's going to get things done <laughs> when she needs to. Um, because there's a duality of life and it's and. It's not or. I want you to hear that it's really not or. Not all the time. You know, God is a big, big God and he can hold all of our emotions. He can hold all of our experiences, all the things we think we did wrong, everything we, thought, we think we did 
for his glory but wasn't he can hold it all and he already knows it all and so i was able to just finally be myself fully and accept myself fully and hence accepting him in me because he's in me and if i am shunning a part of me then i'm shunning a part of him and so that's been beautiful and so the biggest lesson that i have learned through this whole experience is that being obedient being obedient in terms of being obedient to god or now is not a state of powerlessness so remember i said little rafet was was really scared about being powerless because little rafet her role that she played in our family as as a youngest child is that of the good girl who always did what was necessary and so not necessary she always did what she was told right and she didn't question authority she didn't challenge things and it made her really feel powerless and so god had really just embraced me with his truth of with his power i can do all things right but in the sense of i do have to surrender my power to accept his power so I have to surrender coordinator Raf's power, the misaligned power that she was operating in, in order to accept God's divine power, the spirit-led power, the power that's written in love, the power that is only one power that created it all, created everything. Now I can tap into that power and she can flourish when she needs to flourish. I can flourish when I need to flourish. Little Rafi can flourish when she needs to flourish because we're in alignment now. And so, yeah, I wanted to share this breakthrough with you guys because, one, I have to. This is being obedient. I did not want to share this. But here we are. <laughs> I'll be honest. Um, I wasn't sure how to share this. But I, I, I leaned in and just let God do what he does. And so... I just want to share with you or just encourage you to start reflecting on, yeah, the different parts of you. What do you have? Nah, I'm going to stand it there. I'm going to end it there. That's enough. It's just my story. <laughs> it's just my story. I just want to share this with you guys because I think it's necessary to really understand um, me. As much as this is for your listening, this was really me releasing my message, releasing my voice. Yeah, because we got kingdom work to do. (laughs) We have so much things to do this year. um, And I don't even know what they all are yet. But what I do know is that I need to accept God's grace, accept God's power. In order to do that, I need to accept myself because he is in me. So. Thank you so much for listening. Thank you so much for rocking with me. Um, Season two is about to be on and popping. I have some amazing guests, y'all. It's going to be learnings. It's going to be stories. It's going to be workshops. Well, not workshops, but yeah, kind of. It's going to be like a workshop. I'm an educator. I'm a teacher. I'm a coach. This is what I do. So I'm about to teach y'all some stuff um, about what I've been learning, but in in a semi-formal kind of way. And I'm excited for that. And so, yeah, 
<laughs> Bye, y'all.